Hello, hello, hello. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl, Kimbo here, aka the Blasian Sensation, aka the Traveling Chafing Queen, aka the girl that annoys you on IG, aka Kimbolina, aka daughter of Pojanat, that's my mom, aka Slayer of Poles, aka Mother of Georgie, aka Sexy Stir Fry, aka Mother of All Cats, because that's what I do. I save the kitties. Hi, everyone. This is episode 13. Oh, and you guys, I know my, I know how to say it, guys. I know how to say it. All right, you ready? You ready? All right. Nung song sao si ha hok jet bet gao sip sip et sip song sip sam. Yes, that is 13 in Thai. Or if you speak the Espanol, drese is 13. Yes, guys, it's episode 13. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring. I appreciate it very, very much. Um, how's everyone doing out there in, you know, the world of a COVID life? Um, you know, just another day in quarantine land. Uh, we're here in Chicago. That's what we are, um, you know, recording this podcast. And yeah, we are still going the fuck through it. <laughs> I'm sure like the rest of the world, um, you know. With no end in sight. So that's great. No, I'm just kidding. How negative to start the podcast. That's not the way I want to start this. Um, so yeah, first of all, guys, uh, we do have a guest later on. He's going to be joining us. His name is Matt Torres. He is a freaking hilarious, hilarious guy. Um, I've known him for some years, but we haven't talked in ages. So um, I actually recorded a um, sit down with him earlier. So he's going to join us later on in the episode. But right now it's just me. So... Sorry, guys. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but he's really funny. He's a stand-up comedian, an actor, um, and just, like, a fucking cool dude. So I've always, like, thought he was going to be the next, like, Seth Rogen. So, and he still can be, and he will be. So uh, tune into that later, guys. But before that, you know what we got to do. You know what the, you know what the drill is. Uh, let's do sexy sustainability, shall we? Sexy sustainability. Um, I have a really good one for you guys this week because I fucking love this company. Like I stan this company. It's called Uniqlo. Do you guys know what the Uniqlo is? Yeah. Have you guys heard of it? Have you seen it? Um, it's spelled U-N-I-Q-L-O. It's like, it's like a Japanese gap, you know? Um, I personally don't stand for gap, but (laughs) no, just kidding. No, I do stand for gap because your girl has stock and stock and gap. So, uh, everybody go buy Gap so my stocks would be really good so I can get some money. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, uh, but Uniqlo, back to sexy sustainability, um, Uniqlo is amazing, guys. It is a Japanese-run like Gap-style company, and they just make really fucking good quality clothing. Um, I always shop at Uniqlo, and I get my staples there. I get my like stretchy jeans because your girl, you know, has thick thighs and, you know, my chafing queen, you know, you start, you heard my AKAs. Um, so, and I also get like all my under, like, uh, un- long underwear there. Um, I get my like gloves. Like I, you know, I bought some face masks there that were really great. Um, they're like puffy, like, what is it called? It's like a jacket, but it's got like a down in it. And you can actually fold up the jacket. It's like a little parka. It's like more, it's more than just a jacket. It's like a little parka, but you can, it's so thin that you can fold it up and put it in the sack. And like, I traveled the fuck out of that when I was just like backpacking and like, it saves my life. It's so many times, like you just never know when it's gonna be really cold. So I would always just have that like, like in my little pouch and just like have it like hanging off my backpack. And like, it saved my life so many times, but 
the reason it's a part of sex and sustainability is because I recently found out that they they stand for sustainability too. So it just made me really happy because I already patronize this company enough. Uh, I already buy the stuff there. So it just made me super happy to know that I was supporting a company that also is really big on sustainability. So I'm on their website now um, and it's like, let's see. So I'm on the website and they have like this cute little mission statement. It's called Unlocking the Power of Clothing. Um and it says, we believe that we can turn the power of clothing in, clothing into a force of good by designing, making, and selling good clothing. We can make the world a better place. Good clothing means means simply, sorry, good clothing means simple clothing, high in quality and built to last. It's clothing that enriches the lives of people who wear it and by giving them comfort, protection, and pleasure. It is produced in a way that is harmonious and with nature without ex- excess burden on the environment. Yay. Good clothing is made by people with diverse backgrounds, awesome, working with energy and enthusiasm under conditions where their health, safety, and human rights are respected and upheld. And we will extend the same spirit to our customers and all of our stakeholders, working with them to aspire a better society where we all thrive. This is our promise to always work towards a better, more sustainable society. I mean, come on, guys. This is a fucking amazing company. Like... God, not only is the clothing great, it's just like their mission statement is perfect. It's like literally perfect. They're inclusive. They're talking about the environment and talking about just, oh, it's great. So, um, so yeah, if you go on their website, um, they have like, it says here like an eco-friendly, ex- uh, exceptionally made blue jeans, which is like, I had no idea. I'm going to be buying those for sure. Um, and then they said they have like this dry X, which is made from like, bottle recycling like plastic bottles that they use to make this new like fabric and it's like a polo shirt that they made from recycled pet bottles what i mean that's amazing um yeah they just have like this whole page dedicated to sustainability which made me really super happy to hear um and to read about it so um because i already love the company so much so and it's always nice to know that you're supporting a company that's just like not evil. So, um, so yeah, guys, uh, I will put a show, uh, put a link if you guys don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, and you guys are like, what the fuck is Uniqlo? Like, what is this? Like, what are you talking about? I will put a link to the website in the show notes so you guys can check out their stuff. Again, it's like a Japanese Gap, but it's just really good quality stuff. Like their quality is like way better, I think, than Gap. And it lasts a fuck time. I have, I, shit, I have, sorry, that was like really like, um, I have uh, clothing and like jeans and things like that for like years that like last. I mean, since when I was backpacking, that was like fucking like fucking ages ago. I'm old. It was like, I don't know, five, seven years ago or some shit. Um, Yeah, it's great. So I really do recommend um, you try it out. I put my old man onto it. You know, he is out here in these streets, you know, working outside a lot. So he needs to be warm. And they have this awesome, awesome technology called heat tech. It's their like basically like an under armor. It's like their technology for an under armor. So like they put this technology in all of their um like their under armor, like their um like like if you want to wear like long like long johns, like you know, underneath your pants to stay warm or, or like a you know, like an under armor shirt, you know, for to keep yourself warm, like all that they put it's called heat tech and they have different levels. So there's like a little bit like there's warm and there's like super warm and there's like really fucking warm. So like it is the shit. I always buy heat tech. Um, cause your girl is a pussy when it comes to this cold weather. So I'm asking any of my girls, asking any of my friends, I'm the girl that busts out her winter coat when it's like 
50 degrees, like, or like 60, like 59 degrees. Like, I'll be like, oh, busted out my winter coat. Like, I don't play with this fucking cold. So I used to think like, you know, back in the day, I was like, oh no, I want to be cute. You know, I'm going to be out here in these streets in a little dress and like not have a coat. Nah, nah, not anymore. I'm happy to be a grandma wearing my coat because, you know, what do you need to see? What you need to see, huh? You need to see that. It's cold. Cover up. Fuck out of here. Anyways, so um, yeah, so I love, love, love heat tech from Uniqlo. It's like really, really good technology. If you guys are looking for um, like new Under, Ar- un- under Armour or like, you know, like long johns and things for the wintertime, if you work outside, get this shit. You will like love it. Like I guarantee, I'm like really confident that you will love it because the old man is- loves it now. He just like won't buy anything else but Uniqlo. It's really, really great. So yeah, guys. Uh, so that's this week's Sexy Sustainability. I don't want to talk your ear off. Just go check out the website and buy some shit because they're a great company. And that's all. Um, so yeah, that is that. Uh, let's move it right on along um, to the recycling of the news. What's going on? What's going on currently? Um, the current state of lockdown here in Chicago, we have now... We're like, I guess, stage three, but like we haven't locked down. Like the gyms are still open. Like classes, like fitness classes, I think they've limited to like 10 people or whatever. Or like some places are just shut down. So I mean, I guess they just couldn't reach the like restrictions. So like a lot of the dance places that like, you know, the teachers that I teach or the teachers that I go to now, like they like are worried about like holding classes. So I think it just depends on, I don't know, there's like rules around things and stuff, but yeah, we're, we're um, the restaurants are closed. You can't eat inside. You can't eat indoors. You can eat outdoors, but you know that's stupid because there's like little, there's like fucking tents outside, and it's like how is that any better? Like there's no ventilation in a tent, so yeah, that's smart. But and it's fucking thirty degrees outside. Yeah, okay, that's great. Um, I'm definitely gonna want to eat outside. Uh, yeah, so that's our current state here in Chicago. We there are talks. And there's all a lot of chatter and chit chat that we will go through another lockdown like we did back in March. Um, yeah, let's hope not. But I mean, you know, if it needs to happen, it needs to happen. You know, like our numbers are still not doing too well when it comes to COVID and the spread of this virus. So, um, yeah, guys, I really do encourage you guys just to wear your masks and social distance, you know, and things like that. You know, do it. Just fucking do it, you know. I just saw some, like, I, I follow this girl on Instagram, and, like, I saw she posted, like, yeah, I don't even fucking wear my mask anymore, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a part of this, like, capitalism and this patriarch, patriarchy, like, I don't believe this, like, I'm not gonna wear my mask, and I do not even go to play. I don't go to stores at all that places that won't let me go and shop without a mask, so fuck that. They don't need my money. I'm like, girl, like, what? I just don't get the whole fight against not wearing it. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, like, I don't know. Americans are very stubborn. Like I, who would I have talked to? Like talked to somebody about this, but I think it was the old man, but it was just like, we were just like talking about how stubborn and how hard headed Americans can be in general. I'm not saying all Americans guys. I know that not all Americans, but like if legit 90% of the Americans just wore a mask, like we wouldn't be in the state that we are now. You know what I mean? Like we would, we would have this under a lot of control. I mean, if you guys want to hear if you, I mean, you guys, New Zealand is like got their shit all the way to fucking gather. It's like countries that like actually had the lockdown all through, like from March to now is like, they're actually, their numbers are great. They're doing great. Like they're like, there's that tactic of social distancing and then lockdown worked really well for them. 
um, and the wearing the mask and things like that. Like Americans just are just so stubborn. We don't want to, we don't want to fucking listen to anybody. You know, we're so hard headed. Like, like, I mean, if you go to fucking Texas or Florida or Atlanta right now, it's like fucking COVID doesn't exist. So it's just like, I don't know. I, it's a bit disappointing, but I mean, I'm going to do my part. And I'm going to wear my motherfucking mask because I already went through COVID and I want to get that shit again, even though I got antibodies and I'm, I'm good. I could still spread it to other people. So I just don't want to be that bitch. So don't be that bitch. Hashtag don't be that bitch. Okay. Um, so yeah. Oh, I don't think I even talked to you guys. I, you guys, I can't even remember. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in like a year. So a lot of shit has happened between the last time we spoke and then now. Uh, the fucking verses between Jeezy and... Gucci Mane was life upon life. If you guys did not watch the verses um, between the two rappers, oh my God. I had so much fun live tweeting. And like, it was just like, it was like the Nick Olympics. Shout out to uh, XD from from Jay and uh, XD and, oh my God, I can't even think of their podcast. Jaden XD, uh, XD, Xavier Delo, he said, He's, he's, he tweeted, he was like, this is the Nick Olympics. I'm like, it sure is. Cause the blacks are here for the mess. Like literally these two niggas like almost like fucking fought. It was like wild. Uh, I guess they have like a 20 year beef because I guess, um, I think it was Jeezy ended up like maybe like, I think shooting and like killing one of like Gucci Mane's dudes or something like that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that hood. If you guys couldn't already tell, <laughs> I'm like, I'm fake hood. Um, so I don't really know like to the T, the details. I just kind of like heard all the like rumors. I heard the people like Jeezy went on the breakfast club after um, doing the versus battle and he was talking all about it. So that was really good. I listened to that. So if you want to know the details on like what the beef is and all that stuff, he talks about it on the breakfast club. So just check out that episode. Um but yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. And the throwback jams, like I forgot about half the songs. I was living my best life. It was like, it took me back to like, like high school days or like early, like college days, parting it up. Cause those are the, those were the songs we heard in the club, you know, when we were in our prime, like shout out to my, you know, thirties and four, like mid thirties, forties, you know, like people, you know, people in their prime, like we loved them and like the, the jams were amazing. So it was just really fun. I had a good, I was twerking and dancing the whole time. My cat was looking at me like, girl, who are you dancing for? Ain't nobody here but us, you know? So like, but I was like, yeah, but I'm live tweeting. I felt like I was a part of a party. It was really fun. So, um, yeah, it was really nice too, to see like two big time rappers, um, kind of like cut all the bullshit and then like hood shit and then like, you know, the toxic masculinity and just fucking say like you know what this has been long enough like let's just squash it i mean like they didn't say it like that obviously they said it in nigga talk but um in nigga logics you know like they spoke their nigga nigga language but um like honestly like it was just very nice i think the young i think it's good for young black men to see that 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 can be squashed like i think it was needed um so yeah, I really, really enjoyed, I really, really enjoyed that versus, so if you, I think you guys can still watch it back. I think you can still watch it back on like iTunes, I believe. Cause I, I watched it live on like Instagram, but I think they have like, it's, I think you can go back and watch it again, like the past versus, and if I'm wrong, sorry, but I think you can, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, check that out. It was fun. It was really fun. Um, speaking of, you know, squashing long, long time beef, 
Did you guys watch the fucking reunion of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on HBO Max? You guys, I cried so much. It was so good. I was so fucking emotional. Like, like James Avery, who played um, Uncle Phil, you know, he's, he passed away. So they were just like, kind of like, you know, giving him just like, they were talking about him and like telling, telling everybody about how amazing he was and how uplifting he was to, to be, you know, like acting with him and like. He just was such a positive, like, he played that father. He was, like, their father in real life. He felt like a father. Like, I know, like, Tatiana Ali was saying, Tatiana Ali is um, Ashley, Ashley Banks. Uh, she was saying how, like, she's, like, he was literally my dad. Like, I grew up having two dads, you know? She, I was just, like, man. Because she was 11 when she started, which is, like, crazy, you know? She, like, grew up on the show. It was six, six years of them being on the show, you know? And the most touching part of it all was when Will Smith brought on Janet Hubert, who is, plays, you know, the OG, the dark skin Aunt Viv, um, and they squashed their beef. They had like a 27 year beef, like, and it was all a misunderstanding, it seems like, you know, like it was all, I mean, first of all, Will was young. He's, he admitted it. He was like, I was young. I was 21 years old. I, you know, no, nothing, you can't tell me shit. I'm a young 21 year old, you know, hard headed kid who's about to just, his his career is about to blow the fuck up. So, of course, his career is about to blow the fuck up. So, like, you know, he was just kind of... I think he was just kind of, like, living in that... Living in that world and, like, not really paying attention to, like, what she was going through at the time. Because she was going through a lot of a lot of shit. She was going through, like... She said that she was pregnant and her... her she was going... She had an abusive um, marriage. She said, she said that her husband was abusive to her. So, um, and then like the reason, and then everyone, all the tabloids said that like she got fired from Fresh Prince, but she squashed that too. She was like, no, they offered me a really shitty deal. Um, I think it was something like two months and two months and a half of work, but you're not allowed to work on any other show. Like she had to sign a contract saying she was like, she was going to agree to only working two and a half months throughout the year or something like that. It was just like really awful, you know? And instead of them saying, oh my God, you know what? This is a fucking shitty deal. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know what? Let's just, let's, we're going to go talk to, you know, the reps, you know, we're going to, the executives and we're going to come back and we'll offer you and we'll see what we can do. No, they straight up looked at her and said, okay, well, we can replace you. We can recast your role. And then she just was like, the fuck? Like, it was just one of those like skirt, like, really? I've been on Viv for three years and you're just going to fucking recast me like that it's like she was a huge part of the show like first of all the first cast was perfect like perfect no offense to the second on viv like no offense to her at all she's a sweet woman but i mean the og on viv was the og on viv she what i mean need i remind you of the fucking epic fucking iconic um scene where she does that dance rehearsal for that you know she she does that whole dancing like scene i mean come on guys like talk about beauty talk about poise talk about strength talk just 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 everything you know and she talked about how you know will smith was talking like kind of said like he guess he put in you know he talked about how she was difficult to work with on set and she meant she mentioned that you know you calling a dark-skinned black woman difficult you know in this world is like the kiss of death so she basically got like blackballed from hollywood 
And then not only that, like her family did too. She said her family like disowned her and they like they said like you you messed up our name, like we can't even be seen, you know, we don't want to talk to you. Like so she so she's just like, you know, obviously well, you know, things with her husband didn't go well. So she was just left with her baby and her and like like no career anymore. It's just like the fucking saddest thing ever. So I just like was so happy to see that they were able to squash that. It just made me really, really happy. And I bawled. I cried like a little bitch and I loved it. It was so good. So if you guys haven't checked out um, the, you know, Fresh Prince reunion on HBO Max, you have to. Like, it's so good. And it's such a cute throwback. Like, they show all these clips, you know, like just parts of the show that were like so memorable. And they talked about how they paved the way for so many black actresses and actors and and just sitcoms and, you know, shows just, you know, because during that time there wasn't, there was like two like black casts. So like, you know, there wasn't many shows that showed a black family in that light, you know, it just was rare. And they did such a beautiful job at it. And it was just so nice to see that. I just, I loved it guys. So if you're a huge Fresh Fresh Prince um, fan, go check it out. You won't, you'll, you'll love it. Like love it. Uh, I mean, even little Nikki showed up in there and he looks exactly like he did. I mean, that little boy, I don't, it's so weird because it's like, you know, sometimes you see these little child actors and they grow up and they turn like to this other person. You're like, damn, like, wow, you look totally different. You look badass. Or the girls like grow up and they're these beautiful things, like beautiful actresses and you just can't even recognize them as a kid anymore. Like, no, this kid looked exactly like little Nikki, just older and with a handlebar mus- and a mustache. Like I was like, wow, he looks just like himself. Like, you know, very like if you were to walk down the street, you'd be like, oh my God, it's Nikki. It's little Nikki from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but just 30, 35 years old or whatever, however age he is now, you know? So yeah, it was really good. Um, so yeah, guys, that was that. Oh, also I cannot not not mention Megan the motherfucking stallion. Oh my God. I am so fucking proud of that bitch. First of all, her body music video. If you haven't already seen the mu- the music video for body, it's sickening. Go see it. She's, she's, uh, featuring wearing, um, some like 10 inch, 10 inch tall pleasers, which are the iconic heel for pole dancers. I stand. She was wearing those. So I had to post my photo of me wearing my pleasers, my 10 inch pleasers. So I was like, Megan, I love you. Yes. Uh, there were so many cameos. Shout out to uh, Taraji P. Henson who made a cameo in that. She was so excited. Um, she looks good guys. Taraji looks so damn good. She's like 50 years old. She just dyed her hair red. She, she broke up with her. She broke off her engagement with her fiance and she's like, she said, fuck the bullshit. I'm living my best life, you know? And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. So congrats to her. And, like, congrats to Megan. Uh, if you guys watched the, um, what was it, the American Music Awards? She won all these awards as well. Uh, I think her and Cardi won an award for WAP, wet-ass pussy. Um, I think she won, like, no, and then... No, she didn't win Best New Artist because I think Doja Cat actually won that. Shout out to Doja Cat. I'm a Doja Cat fan. I love her so much. I'm I'm a stan. Like, I was going to, uh, me and my friend Becky, Becky, shout out to you, Becky. Uh, she, we were going to go see Doja Cat, actually, when she came to Chicago. But because of COVID, it got canceled. So hopefully we can still see her one day. I would really, really love that because I love me some Doja Cat. So but anyways, back to Megan. I, I also, she debuted her new album good news which is fire fire fuego um it's really really good and the first the first track she fucking went off 
on Trey songs. Good for her. She fucking like, oh God, she read him for filth. It was so good. Um, which needed to be said, like everything that she said in the rap. I, I literally cannot tell you anything she said in the rap. Just go listen to it. Cause I don't remember it like that, but it was everything. Um, so yeah, shout out to Megan the stallion. I stand her. She's such a, such an amazing woman. I'm so proud of her. She's out here living her best life. She's on a high right now. I say, keep climbing that ladder, girl. Don't stop. You know what I mean? She's got all the support in the world. Uh, it's, she's like one of those rap, she's like a rapper too. That's just like friends with everyone. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think she like, you know, like little, you know, like Nicki Minaj and like Cardi have this like quote unquote beef or whatever. Like Megan's cool with, with Nicki. Megan's cool with Cardi. Megan's cool with everyone. Megan's, Megan's cool with everyone. You know, like she's just like a cool ass bitch from Houston, Texas. And I love her so much. So shout out to Megan Thee Stallion. Congratulations on your new album and the fucking amazing body video. It was so inspirational. Um, you know, shout out to all you people doing the body, the body challenge, you know, doing that like cute, like, you know, dance that they do. You will not see me doing that because I do not want to look stupid in these streets. Okay. I will look crazy doing that. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I mean the bitch, she's can squat. She can hold a squat for like 30 straight minutes. Like I take a heels class and I squat for like two seconds and I'm dying. Like, I feel like I really started, started to feel the effects of being a pole dancer for seven years from taking heels classes. Like I feel it. Like, I'm just like, damn, my joints hurt. My fucking knees hurt. Cause we're always on our knees. <laughs> um, it just, it sucks. So I was just like, damn, but you know, I'm 31. I'm not trying to be like the, like, obviously this is not like, I'm not trying to be like a fucking like background dancer or anything. It's just fun. It's a good way to work out. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it's just, I, I was like, Megan, we didn't, we didn't need all that. We didn't have to get your dancing, but I stand like you are amazing. Uh, she's good. I was really surprised. I didn't know she can actually dance. So that was really great. I was really, really impressed. So, um, and she performed too on the American music awards and it was great. She's just, she's just an all around amazing person. So I'll stop with the Megan the stallion rants. Cause I can talk about her forever. Um, but yeah, guys, I want to get to the episode and I want us to, I want to bring in Matt cause he's an amazing guy and we had a lot of fun and we talked a lot. So I definitely want to get to that portion of the podcast. So before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, you'll hear Matt and me chatting. And we, and we will be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. Hello, hello, everyone. We have a guest today on Kimboology. This guy is fucking hilarious, guys. His name is Matt Torres. And I asked him to come on the show because I thought, you know, like, I need funny people. I need men to listen to my podcast and he's hilarious. Why the fuck not? And he's in the same realm as acting and stand up and he's a totally he's a comedian. So I'll let him introduce himself. Say hi, Matt people. Hello, I'm Matt Torres. How's it going, everybody? Hey Tim. How's <laughs> hi. it going? Yeah. If you guys are watching the visuals, he's sipping on a nice, wonderful mug of tea where I have a glass of wine. So I'm trying to do yeah. that uh, sober November. And I respect it. I respect it. Because I actually don't really drink anymore. I just smoke, really, honestly. So I respect it. Well, what it. I, do, I do is I normally start, like, an earlier month, and I keep failing until I get it right. So, like, last year, <laughs> I, I, I tried to do September, and I failed. And I tried to do October, and I failed in November and December. I didn't make it all the way until January is, like, the first time I made it through. So you're trying to, okay, you're, you have two more months to make this, you know, to do it. So 
You got two more months of November or December. You're going to fuck it up or you got one more month after this. How you doing? I'm, so, I'm like, I got what, five more days or something. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're going to make it. Yeah. You're going to yeah, fucking so. make it. Yeah. Well, you know me. You've known me since I was like a lot younger. So I feel like we've done it. We did. We lived some hard years. <laughs> so I'm trying to. You know what? It yeah. has been a while. Yes. Yeah, so the reason. Um. So Matt and I know each other. It's been a long time, though. But I've always kept like kind of like uh, up to date with you. Because we're, we're friends yeah. on social and all that stuff. You actually dated my one of my really close best friends. And, um, <laughs> so I'm like, but you're always so cool. And like, everybody's like, like cordial and gets along. So, and, um, yeah, she's poor. you know, you know, what makes me feel old is, uh, we haven't dated for like a decade, over a decade. Fuck. Holy shit. Yeah. It's been a long, a long time. time. And you've been married now for, for a while now too, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been married for five years. Congrats. That's so awesome. Your wife is so, she's so cute. She's so beautiful and cute. I don't even know her, but I always was like, like we talk about it. We're like, oh my God, Matt's like, Matt's wife is like so sweet and like pretty. Like, I don't know. I don't know her. Like, I don't even know her, but I don't know why I just get that from her. Am I wrong? Is she not? Is she a bitch? Like, no. Am I wrong? Uh, <laughs> I, I married up. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yes. I just locked it in. I used to be like a lot skinnier and better looking. I was just like, I gotta lock this in right now, and then let myself. You guys look really happy, and I saw you guys dress up for Halloween. You guys were cute. Like uh, she was Wednesday. She was Wednesday. Yeah, Yeah, that was cute. And I was Pugsley. See, that's Pugsley, right? I couldn't remember the name. I was like, you were that one guy, that one fat brother. (laughs) The fat brother. Nice. Very nice. Well, guys, Matt's joining us for the episode today, and he's a super interesting guy, um, and I want him to kind of just, like, tell, tell a little bit about himself, um, but we're going to go and dive a little bit deeper and, like, ask him some questions, um, but yeah, Matt, like, so why are you on my show? Like, why the fuck do people care that I'm talking to you? <laughs> um, I hope they do. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I do uh, I do stand up. That's probably, like, my primary thing. Um, I do... I do. I have done like some acting work like you have. I know you've done uh, here and there. I feel like uh, I hate to put myself in a box. I'm just like an entertainer of sorts. Uh, it's always weird when people ask like, you know how like, I don't know, just when people like, are you an actor? But, like, I'm more than just. That. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Skirt, I'm, I'm everything. Get it right. Yeah. Get it right. I want to be everything. I wish I could. Right? Some. I wish you I could live what? a million lives and do it. Matt, you know I see you as, and like this is probably gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, but I can see you being like uh one of those guys that like made it huge and like super bad or like 40-year-old vert. Like oh, those I can see that. I don't know why, like, because I don't even know you like that close in that sense, but I've always seen like you just being one of those guys that like does like a super bad movie or does like a 40-year-old version movie, and then like I'm going to be like, fuck, I know that dude. Like, and then we're going to both be in that, you know, realm. If that happens, I'll do this here. podcast again and we'll Hell blow fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> Hell fucking yeah, for sure. I can see it. I'm, I'm actually manifesting it and speaking it into existence. How do you like That's that? That's actually a real thing. It is, isn't it? You believe yeah. in that too? Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I fucks with uh, you. Like, a funny story. So, I mean, I mean, it's not a funny story, but it's like a weird story that's related to that. Is so... Um, when I was younger, I wasn't that much younger, but I was like in my mid twenties. Um, one time I saw Jay Leno. Right. And so like, I went up and talked to him and I'm like, Oh, I do stand up and blah, blah, blah. And, um, he was just like, Oh, cool. And like, I gave him my card and he actually like watched my video and then called me back. Shut up. And, yeah. And we talked about it and like, we like ran over it. 
And then so like, it was like, that was like, at the time I was like, yeah, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. So I get a little older. I think I was like in my early thirties. I saw it like Conan O'Brien and I thought to myself, like, oh, I shouldn't talk to him. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I've changed. So like, I need to, like, you need to keep that top confidence. <laughs> like right, it's hard, right. but it's funny. Cause like, uh, my, the five or six year difference I had, like, I don't know why I was like, I hated myself afterwards. I'm like, why am I not as confident? That's when I was a young dude. We're, I mean, shit, we haven't talked in years. I'm sure I'm much fucking different. And like, yeah, I, don't even know what the fuck I would be like the Kimbo from 10 years ago is like so different from now, you know, like I was the type of girl that didn't want to leave. I didn't want to sleep on like my friend's bed after a drunken night. Cause I was like, no, I want a good night's sleep. So I'm going to drive home like drunk as fuck. Like I hated that about myself. And then I fucking started traveling the world. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to do that. Like, that's, that's super, crazy. that's super like uh, a shameful thing we did, huh? <laughs> like, Why? Oh, uh, like driving home? I know. Man, because I How many times like, did we uh, do that? Like, yeah, I was like a <laughs> uh, little younger people in my family, but like, oh man, that's crazy. Like, what'd you guys do before Uber? I'm like, we just, the person who drank the least <laughs> would drive. <laughs> would yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was like that bitch that was like, nah, I'm going home to be in my bed, even though I'd be fucked up, which is so bad. I mean, thankfully, not, you know, I'm still here today, but yeah, that's like shitty as shit. But yeah, we didn't have Uber back then. And no, no taxi was going to be around Wicker Park in Chicago to fucking drive us home. Like, fuck out of here. And we need to grow up. I mean, so like we can't, uh, I always tell people like, you can't penalize yourself for like, I mean, I, if it's really horrible, I guess, but like you could, you're allowed to grow. And now we know Mm -hmm. that that was, that was bad. And so now if we know we're going to get trashed, we get an Uber. Right. Right. Like that's the least you can do. Well, Nowadays, you know, ain't nobody the fuck going out. So, I mean, there's going out and then driving around in your car, maybe. But, you know, there it is. It is what it is. Um, has, it, has it really affected you a lot? The oh, not being dude, like, dude, this, like, it was actually like, uh, it was, I mean, like, the quarantine, I'm sure, hit everyone. The, the pandemic hit everybody. And I feel like if you didn't go through a huge, significant, like, life, altering change or perspective on life then what the fuck is wrong with you that's kind of how i feel because if you're not how are you not affected by the entire world shutting down you know what i mean like i feel like it's affected somebody and it had to and if it didn't i kind of like question your values and your morals and uh, you as a person because it had to affect you it had to have you know and maybe it did maybe it affected you in a positive way, maybe it affected you in a negative way. Like, I mean, I've seen, but I've seen a lot of positive. I've seen a lot of positive more than the negative. What about you? So I grew up in the city and then I wanted to like live in the city. I still live in the city. I live in Pilsen right now. Okay. And so the suburbs look like a great idea <laughs> to me now. Like, And you so never like, thought you would. No, I always <laughs> just thought like, I'm always going to be cool. I'm never going to need that. But then I go to my cousin's house. We're in the suburbs and they have these huge yards and they're out there playing and drinking and doing whatever they want. Cause they have like the size of a house yard. And then like, like I'm here in my little concrete square with my dog, like peeing on the floor and then running back. <laughs> it's like right. perspective. The suburbs I mean, look way cooler now. Or I don't know. If, or maybe that's cause we're getting older too. I mean. True. Do you want to have children? Do you want to have children? Um, that's how, that clock's ticking too, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, that, you asked me in my early teens and twenties, like, oh, you don't have kids? Fuck yeah, I'm gonna have like three kids and a white picket fence. Now, knowing how much them hoes cost, I don't know. Grand, I think it's eight, uh, I'm probably wrong, but I think it's 18 grand a year, uh, to raise an American uh, child. 
Yeah, no, that's a lot of fucking money to like, you know, and, and then the world's fucking, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I'm a huge, I'm huge on sustainability. So if the world doesn't get their shit together and start caring about our planet, why am I going to bring a child in when I know the world's going to end? I don't know. That's just my perspective. <laughs> you're you're I mean? a little younger than me though, I think. 31. What about you? Oh, you're 31? So, I mean, I'm 34. So you got like... Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You, you almost, you have like around a decade to figure it out. That's a long time. Nah, not even a woman's... Listen, the woman's body clock tells us 35 is what you should like freak the fuck out at. Like they say that at 35, you are going to start having like issues and like you're pregnant, like you might... The risks of having like a child with autism and all that shit increases immensely. And I'm like, fuck... Like do, you have, I got do, you have a, do you have a partner or a spouse? Or? I have a partner, yeah. Like, and we've been together for like two years, so. Oh, two years? So then, like, maybe? Yeah, yeah no, things. yeah, no, he, that's my, that's the old man. He's going to be with me forever. I'm locking his ass down, but, you know. No, that, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's your baby factor. <laughs> like, oh, right, right, true, yeah. true. And he's older than me, too. He's 39, so. Oh, so um, he's ready. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's ready, that's, but that's, we're not ready. That's like, how me and my wife work because we met like super young. So like when I was like 24, I was like, no way, I'll never have a kid. 25, never. I, it just kept. Oh, and then, really? Like, around like the 30s, I was just like, if it happens, you know, <laughs> get, like, <laughs> I don't know. If one and, slips through the crack, you know, whatever, like, you know. My guys, you know, who knows what they could do. Right? They, well, well you're Mexican, right? You're Mexican, right? I am part Mexican, yeah. Uh, oh, what are very, you? Uh, I'm Mexican, Guatemalan, and Irish. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were yeah. like, okay. All right. Well, I will say that Mexican sperm is strong. So, you know, it might be. Yeah, Mexican womb. <laughs> True. Yeah. They're a fertile is your, species. Is your wife Mexican too? She's 100%. Okay. She's not, okay. She Which calls are, me fake Mexican all the time. <laughs> she's like, you're Mexican. Caucasian Mexican? So, no. <laughs> So like by our house, there's so, so like you're you know about Pilsen and stuff or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. My friend Jell's lived in Pilsen for years. She's still in there. She's still in Pilsen. I, yeah, I see her at the grocery store. Every oh, day. shut the fuck up! Really? <laughs> I saw her. I saw her at Aldi's. So if she's watching oh, that's her, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I love Angelica. She's great. Um, we uh, what was I saying? You were talking about living in Pilsen and I was saying... Is that an old, that's an old man thing too. When you no, that's also your- if you smoke a lot of weed thing because I can't remember shit anymore. <laughs> Like, like you ever bring something into another room and then you stand there and you're like what am i doing? yes <laughs> i literally did that earlier because i went downstairs to see because i'm starting to get ready for christmas i'm like where are the f- okay okay i'm gonna get down here and get my christmas cards got down there and was like why am i here like <laughs> why why am i here my cat's looking at me like girl and i'm like i don't, I don't know why i'm here and then like <laughs> it sucks it happens all the time all the time yeah well i mean matt like you're fucking cool as fuck and thanks you're, I, you're super cool. Yeah, you're like my you're like the first guest, kind of really in a sense that it's not really like a close friend of mine. <laughs> so congrats to that. But you're also in the industry, you know, you're an actor, comedian, and you have a really f- cool story. And I kind of want to dive into that a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a few questions if you don't mind. Yeah, um, I like questions. I'm going to try to be honest. Yes, don't lie. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> no, so the first one was like you already told us how like who you are and like what you do. Um, and then like, we already kind of like dived into like, well, actually, no, we didn't. When was the last time we saw each other? And I, that's like the first question is when is the last time you saw each other? And I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a uh, little Vanessa's wedding. Okay. Yes. Okay. I have a video there. of you. 
okay. <laughs> what should, am I doing? I should, give it to you. I should give it to you. Maybe you could like put it in here or something. Oh, fuck it's yeah. Not, what am I doing I in the video? Am I drunk and like dancing or something? Uh, like, like booty shaking. Then you oh, kind of do like, God, of course like I a, am. a split thing and you're kind of like <laughs> super crazy. You're just going like no. crazy now. I was like, I got to document this. <laughs> You're like, this is good content right here. This is good content. Shut the fuck up, man. You do not have fucking video of me at a wedding twerking it I up do. a storm. So, so I had a bunch of like little videos I made of Vanessa's wedding. And so like, I'll just keep it in private and I like upload it to YouTube so I could uh, just have tons of videos on my phone. And as I was doing it, I was like, I got to really put this private. I don't know if she wants this online. <laughs> but it's right don't care. It's, you know I don't good. care. I, I got my... Liz, I pole danced for seven years. My ass... It's all over the internet, whatever. <laughs> yeah, didn't That's you amazing. work you like in a pole dancing scene on like an empire or something like that? Yeah, I did like a few. I was in Chicago PD. And then, you know the show Southside on Comedy Central? I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, with the Chicago. It's a Chicagoans too. Like these guys, the twin guys that are from Chicago. It's really good. It's going to be on HBO Max. They ha- their pilot episode, I was like, I was in a trap house and I was stripping for the men. I was in that show too. What the fuck? You were? Yeah, so it's actually... Uh, I can send you the video. It's really weird. I would love to so, see it. So they asked me if I could juggle. So I'm like, you know, like... <laughs> you know the Casting Networks website where you put, like, all your special skills? Yes, yes, yes. So I put... I could juggle, which I can juggle. Okay. So then they, they like... Uh, the production from Southside sent me a video to, like, prove it. Like, make a video of you juggling. So I sent a video of my juggling. They're like, juggle something else. And so I juggled oranges. And okay. they're like, juggle something else. And so I, I, I was like juggling stuff I could find. Then they sent me a thing to juggle shoes. And then so I have a video of me juggling shoes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Then, <laughs> so then in the episode, I've never seen the episode. I mean, hopefully I'm in there, but I'm assuming. Oh, the, main so. char- the main character guy comes in. He's supposed to be like, because they're from the south side. They move, yeah. they're, they're like walking on a date in the north side. And he, uh, I'm juggling shoes. So it's supposed to be hipstery that I'm like juggling shoes oh. in front of the bar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That is so fucking random. I love that. It is, yeah. Oh my it god. Was, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I mean, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a lot of. Um, because one of my, the, he was in the first episode. His name is Jeremy. Um, he's like he has he has a role on the show. Um, but he does. He was kind of keeping me up to date on that, and I think they're kind of dealing with a lot of like uncertainties on like where to shoot, where to. You know, because they have, they're supposed to finish the night, like go and start shooting the second season, but they were going to film here and they're not anymore. So I think that unfortunately has a lot of like questionable, like for example, like the, the pilot episode that I was supposed to, like that, the pole dancing scene, they weren't even sure if they were going to have it in there. And I was like, you guys better fucking have it in there because that shit is like dope. But um, yeah, there was a lot of like, there's still a lot of questionable things about, and I know one of the ADs on the show and he was, he, they were going to film and then they stopped. Like they're not going to film like, cause, probably cause of COVID. So, um, but I really do fucking hope that I see you and that'd be so cool. It's like, that's super hipster. Come on. Juggling shoes. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was in front of the bar and then the main character asked me if he could like juggle my shoes and I like give my shoes to him and he, ju- he tries to juggle them. He just throws them and keeps walking. I love it. I live. That's perfect. Okay, yeah. cool. I really hope <laughs> I see you juggling shoes. <laughs> Have you done any auditions since like this started or? Yeah, I actually had one this week or no, was it last week? Fuck days are already like meshing. No, it was like, it was like early last week. Um, and it was a commercial and they were going to shoot it. It was from, but it's, they were going to film or shoot it in Utah. 
So you're gonna fly me out and all this shit. But I don't think I got it because I haven't heard anything. But I ho- I was like, it was like for like bras. Like, so I was like talking about my titties. So <laughs> I was like, I hope I get this. And like, I didn't even heard anything. But it's just like, you know, obviously that's actually one of our questions, Matt. So maybe I should just like ask you about that. Cause it's, it's, in, it's in the actual content. I know we're, sh- I'm like, let's, I'm trying to stay on schedule here, structure, even though I said I it. <laughs> I know, I just like, Talk on a tangent, you know? Well, um, we'll talk about acting a little bit later, but I did want, I'm really curious about this, um, Matt, because I've just been wondering about it. Um, so I noticed that you were in, you, in the army or were you in the military? You were in the military of some sort. And I saw that you recently posted like you photo in Iraq. So like, how was that experience? What were you in? Were you in the army, the, the Navy, the Marines? And like, what the fuck I was, was that? You were a Marine, okay. Like, how, um, how does a Marine go from that, like, being in Iraq as a Marine to being a stand-up comedian, like, an actor? Like, how? Like, tell me your story. Well, the transition part, it's kind of like, even, like, you, like, traveling and stuff. Once you see, like, uh, like a lot more of the world, you realize that, I mean, you could really do anything you want to do. Like, uh, get, uh, people who, like, I mean, I don't want to use Chicago people as an example, but just people who, in general, who, like, never left where they're from. I feel like they have a smaller worldview. Now, when you see the world, you're like, man, there's like, you could do anything. Like literally, like you could, like, if you really want to do it, you could just do it. So I just felt like, I don't know. I just thought I was like, man, I can do jokes and stuff. Like, <laughs> like this is, I make people laugh. I could go. Yeah. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's stopping me? You, so you were in the Marines and how, how many years were you in the Marines for? Uh, six. So I was in the reserves and then I got active. I got activated a whole bunch of times. I went to, uh, I went to Iraq. Uh, I went to, I just went to a whole bunch of little, uh, Brazil and oh, dope. Uh, Morocco. And oh, uh, nice. I picked up, so I went like right when F like not too long after nine 11 when I signed up. So like, it was a very active time for the military. Yeah. I got back. Right. What was that? I think I met you right when I got back. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, because I don't. I don't remember you in that process. Like I saw, I saw photos of you there, and I was like, oh shit! Like you were fucking in, in Iraq. Like you were in the military. Like I had no idea because like I always met you, and you were just like this playful, funny guy. And I didn't. I don't know. I guess I associate like you know military people as really like stern and tough and just like not funny. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I didn't picture you. Like that. Did you really? Um, I think it's just like the people, I mean, do you know any military guys? In high, in, in high school, I had like a boyfriend that went into like the reserve, but I did so watch I him like, transition though. I did watch him go from like this, like funny, like playful guy to kind of this like serious, like fucked up dude. So I don't know. It does change like who you are a little bit. And then like, I feel like when I came back to Chicago, I kind of like went back to myself. Okay. So okay. I, I kind of just, uh, I voted like Republican once I voted oh. for a Democrat. I voted for John McCain. Why? He was a good Republican. He was Get a war hero. I was so. I mean, I'm being honest. Oh, was, I appreciate was, it. I appreciate that. Didn't, wasn't he the running mate against Obama? Yeah, the first. So what? I voted against Obama the first time. It was, it was, I was 2008. <laughs> I, could, I could lie. I'm just telling you how, how it was. Oh, the shade of it all wow you he voted was, against the black man <laughs> well john mccain uh, uh everyone loved john mccain obama loved john mccain. really really yeah. Did they Look it up. okay well <laughs> uh, when, when john mccain died obama was like he was like one of the greatest republicans of all time and stuff he was like super wow. 
John McCain like fought Trump. Like uh, McCain's like. Really oh, I do guy. know that he doesn't like Trump. I didn't or yeah. did because well, he passed away. Did. He, yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. And he's it's, a war hero. I was like, it was prime. I was like, oh, I'm go and you a Marine dude. So you're like, I fucks with you. I fucks with yeah. you, white man. <laughs> and then I think that the second person Obama ran against like sucks. So then I voted for Obama the second time. Yeah. Who did he, who did he, was it Curry? Kerry? Was that the John second? John Kerry, right? Yeah. He, okay. Kerry. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't like still. Yeah. I barely remembered his name. If, um, if that's not right. If that's not right, you need to edit this out. So we don't look stupid. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> whoops we're, we're way smarter whoops. than this guys we're really we're, like, we're really intelligent people <laughs> yeah right bob dole <laughs> I, don't, I don't know bob dole invented the internet not sure. <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh making God. a joke because uh somebody was talking about bob dole and i was like oh bob dole and everyone else was like who's bob dole <laughs> oh they're they're young they're young yeah. right because then they can't remember him I was like, oh man, I'm getting old. I know. Seriously, I took a like, man. I took because I, I got my dancer and I was taking this dance class, and this was like last week. And I literally was in the room, and you know, like I, I'm sure you can you can also like agree. Like I don't, we don't have the mindset of like an old person because we're just like, yeah, we're young, no. you know. Well, I'm over here, like I'm young, whatever. And I fucking look around the room and like I notice that like the other girls dancing in the fucking room are like 15 years old, and I'm like. I am more than twice the age of these kids. But you're still doing it. You're still working it. I mean, my knees be cracking and shit in class. And I was just like, why? It, like, it's like, it shows. It shows. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's why. Because I'm old in this world now. Yay. Not that yet, sucks. though. I feel like we still have, like, this is, the, so I, this is like our plateau. We're going to be, like, great for a while, I think. You know what? And I see, like, you know, the celebs, like I see like Taraji P. Henson, who's like fucking 50 years old. I see J-Lo, who's, you know, 50. Like, and I'm like, you know what? Yes, I could be a bad bitch even when I'm like 50 or 60 years old. So I'm like optimistic. Plus, You're, you're staying pretty fit. I've been trying to like get fit. You look pretty fit. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. Like this quarantine shit, your girl was eating and cooking. So yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I was at the beginning and then I just started feeling like so gross. So like, yeah, I've been working, I've been working out a lot. Are you going so, to the gym? No, I, I actually bought an elliptical for my house. <laughs> you know what? We're we're gonna buy like a bike that way we could like bike at home because we used to bike a lot in the summer, but it's like fuck, it's too cold. So I respect that. Yeah. You're not fat, Matt. Relax. You're not big. Tell me, <laughs> how, like, tell me how beautiful. <laughs> you're so good looking, Matt. Oh my god! I always pretend like I don't like it when people are like, "You're not fat." I'm like, "Shut up!" Right? You're just like, you go home, you look in the mirror, you're like. Mm. I'm cuddly cute. I'm cuddly cute. Listen, women will tell women will my girls, you we know. Like if a man's a good man and he's more so if he's funny, you could be fat as shit and you will still get pussy. Cuz funny men, funny men will go far. Like if you're like is if you're confident and you're you know whatever, like you can get a badass bitch, no problem. Now, if it's the vice versa, if the woman was fat and hilarious, she's in the friend zone. Come on now. Unless unless she's rich. True, true. Yeah, if she's like, balling, then that's a different story. What's that one that one big comedian? I mean, she's not big, but she's kind of big. I forgot what her name is. She was impressed. White or black? Oh, Gabrielle Sidibe. The the mother. What are you talking about? Wait, from Precious? Oh, Monique. Yeah. Oh, Monique. Yeah, Monique. I'll get with Monique. Really? <laughs> oh, I, she. I mean, she lost a lot of weight, though. She did lose a lot of weight. I'll I'll get with any size, Monique. She's an Oscar <laughs> winner. She's a true, millionaire. 
true. She is. I give her precious. Yeah, she. You know what? And she's got so much drama because, like, you know that she recently called out like Tyler Perry because she she claims Tyler was it. This is allegedly, guys. Don't come for me. Uh, Allegedly, I think she claimed that Tyler Perry like was trying to blacklist her, like in the you know. I think that's a real thing. I do. I do think it's a real thing. Uh, Like Will Smith, I think he actually he was the reason why. uh, Vivian or the real uh, Vivian didn't get any more work. Did you see that they had the reunion on HBO Max? Yeah, I loved it. It was the best. Yeah. Did you? So he actually was on. Did you? Are you familiar with Red Table Talk? That's Jada Pinkett yes. Smith. Yeah. So he went on with Red Table Talk and like she was like telling him like you fucking ruined my life. You fucking made you blacklisted me because you know at the time Will Smith was this twenty one year old little asshole that thought his shit don't stink and yeah he didn't realize all the bullshit she was going through and he like apologized on the episode. It was like really good. So um, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, the reason I believe her too is like I hate to always talk about like race stuff or whatever, and I, I don't want to compare races, but like me, a uh, thing me and my wife always say is so like if like a white person like does something, a lot of times they get the benefit of the doubt. Like if you go to the grocery store in your pajamas and your t-shirt, when white people girls do it, it's kind of like oh look at her, blah blah. blah. But like if like a Latino person does or a black person, does, they're ghetto automatically. Oh, like, as fuck. Oh, yeah. As so fuck, I feel yeah. like. As soon as they said she was difficult, they're like, no. And like, and she did say that she just, she's like, I was the dark skinned black woman in the nineties. So, you know, they, there was no me too movement back then and all that bullshit, you know? So they very quickly was just like, bitch, fuck out of here. You're replaceable. And they replaced yeah, her with the light skin. Yeah. And then when other people are difficult, they're like prestigious. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I felt, I felt really bad, you know, and like, I'm, it's like great that they were able to like, like you know fix things or whatever reconcile but i guess that's what's monique that's what she's complaining that's what she's talking about she's like okay so will smith apologized to you know you know original aunt viv where's my apology tyler perry where is it oh wow so we'll see we'll see because tyler Tyler perry Perry, he's what tyler perry's not apologizing nah nah people i'm best friends with oprah what do you say? A lot of people, a lot of people who don't know, like they're not in the end. They don't know, like Tyler Perry's, like got, <laughs> like he has his own production suit. Like they just think, oh, Tyler Perry movies, and they like some people just like wave them off. Like yeah. he made those with his own movie theater and stuff. Like all that money is his money. He's not splitting it. it up. No, yeah. he like and he's like known for like being the only writer for all of his like stuff and he won't hire writers so all of his shit is just like yeah because he doesn't want to like it's like like you said he owns all his shit and like built like the fucking like Taj Mahal in like you know Atlanta where there's like I don't know I forgot how many like studios he has in Tyler Perry studios it's like sickening it's like crazy and like they film part of like Black Panther there and it's like he's amazing and he's a billionaire and he's like yeah I respect the fuck out of him um that's a, good, that's a good that's a good business move oh fuck yeah it's like okay you know what if white people aren't gonna give me the space to be creative i'm gonna make a space and you guys are gonna be knocking at my door to use my space and that's exactly what he did some comedians do that now and it works out really well for them so like if you're like a new comedian and you have like a hot uh streak and you get like a special whoever puts your special on whether it be like netflix hulu whatever they get like this huge cut of it but some comedians who already kind of get like a little bit of like uh like a fan base they'll just put it on their own website so like getting a hundred percent of like a hundred grand 
is like way better than getting like 25% of like 500 grand. You know, That's whatever. so real. That's so real. Yeah. Cause like, did you see how Dave Chappelle, you know, like ag- addressed that on SNL, how he was like, yeah, you know that the, the Chappelle show is on Netflix and HBO Max and I'm not getting a penny from that. It's like the fuck. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Right. I can't believe that. I'm just like, oh man. Well, thankfully, like, so great segue. You just mentioned, you know, stand-up comedian. Um, let's talk about that. So you are a stand-up comedian, right? So that's what you've been yeah. doing. How many years have you been, how many years have you been do, performing as a stand-up comedian? And what is it like in this day and age with this pandemic? Like, how the fuck does that work? Around, around like eight years or something like that. Um, I think you were like at one of my first couple of shows at those, like those bar shows. Yeah. Um, it's super hard. So uh, when it first happened, people try to do Zoom shows, but like nobody, nobody really watches that. And it's hard to make money because most of the time in real life, you make money off of alcohol. So like, uh, okay, I see. So like, you know how you'll see something, I'm sure you, I've sent you a million of them, but you'll see something like free comedy show. Like the, yeah. the way they're, the pay, they're paying the comedians is through alcohol, not through the Interesting. Tickets. So you're not Unless actually you're- getting paid to be there. You're just... Or like you get some money from the sales of the liquor that they sell. Yeah. Okay. Typically, um, I mean, not all the time, but most of the time, what they do is they just give you a piece of the bar. So like that's how it's free. Interesting. Interesting. So if there's no no bars or no comedy clubs, then I don't know. fuck. So so yeah. A bunch I mean, of comedy clubs went out of business during this time. Yeah. Which ones? Uh, so like some big ones, IO went bankrupt and they're oh, like, wait a minute. Like, yes. The yeah. improv. I did hear about that actually. Man, yeah. That fucking sucks. I was actually going to take some classes there and shit. That's well, crazy. They'll, they'll probably get bought by like Target or something. <laughs> so you can take classes. <laughs> Cause there's that, the name's still really popular. And IO? So. Yeah. Is it like, kind of yeah. like, um, uh, like, you know, like second city, like in, in that sense, like, you know, like second city, city uh, is going to sell too. Cause I think they can afford to pay for their stuff too. What do you mean? Second city is yeah. going to sell? So the, like, how does that work? So, uh, the lady who owns IO, you can look it up. Her name's Sharna Halpern. So like, they'll probably just keep the names, but a company will own those. Oh, instead of a person. Yeah. So oh. it's kind of, it's kind of sad. It's like the end of a time. Yeah. That's like when up. it, yeah, like when a company buys an apartment building from a person, like yeah. it's really, it loses its character. For sure. And then it gets very corporate. It's like, okay, yeah. you have these rules. You can't make these jokes or something. That's going to suck. I hope, oh, gross. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's wild because it's like, yes, like we're starting to see these like, these trends or like these businesses. Like, I mean, have you drove, have you driven down like downtown Chicago and seeing like how many places are now shut down or like boarded up. It's like yeah. eerie as fuck. Right. It's like crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty sad actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've done like a lot of outside shows. That's still a thing since this started. Okay. It's, getting cold. it's getting cold. And, uh, yeah. I've done a few indoor ones where we kind of like followed the rules, but then like the rules became so strict that like there, you couldn't, there wasn't enough people to have the show. So, and now yeah. we can't do anything indoors again. So we're going to that whole cycle starting over again. Yeah, I know. We're going to go back to how it was in March. Like everything was like closed. And I know I'm like worried about people's mental health. Like I feel like the short term effects are really like the short term, you know, struggles. Like they're right away. Like, okay, yes, I'm not, I don't have as much money, da, 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 da. But the long term effects of this pandemic is going to like, you know, be so like, it's going to be in our, it's instilled in us for years. And it's like, I'm worried because like, 
you know, is this going to keep us from being, you know, social with one another? Is it going to keep us from just being very cold to one another? And like, you know, oh, don't touch me or six feet. And it's just, it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary. And then like with comedy, it's like, you know, I did see that, you know, like the outdoor, like I did see like, what was it? Bill Burris, um, or not Bill, Hannibal, Hannibal Burris. He did that. uh, He started the whole like drive-through comedy show and shit and i heard it was pretty yeah. successful Chappelle, um, Chappelle did a special uh i don't know if he did a uh, david letterman outside i saw i saw that it was yeah. it was great i love i love david. that was one of my favorite ones too uh kevin hart did his last special at his house oh, yes okay so i love it cool. i love to see i mean it. people are figuring it out but i feel like yeah. i mean the vaccine hopefully that'll come and me and you yeah. will be back to being wild again yeah, I know. We can be out in these streets, touching each other, breathing on each other again, you know. Do you know what's crazy each other. is I never realized how much I touch people. Really? I'm a toucher so too. Like, yeah. When we, fi- when we finally, like, I mean, and not like women, like, or I mean, some women, like, but yeah. not like. No, just physical. Like, like, you just like, like yeah. Like men, I'll like, I'll like, like, be talking to my friend, like, put my arm around his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, buddy. I miss you, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, when I tell them, like, a real serious story, I'm like, like, holding onto their shoulder, and I'm like, man, why do I keep, like, I can't stop it. Yeah. Like, I, I- same like i'll have my mask on and even like in dance like you know i'm like i and i when i laugh i go ha ah, and i'll grab someone's arm <laughs> and then like sometimes they'll look at me like girl and i'm like oh sorry <laughs> i'm like you forget right yeah like, I, forget. I, don't know. I forget and like thankfully no one's been like an asshole and like punched me in the fa- face for like touching them but <laughs> i always hard. try to imagine like how many strangers i've made like really uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> right like I like really um, aware now and like, I'll just like rub my friend's like shoulder. And so I'm like, why yeah. am I, why do I, do I always do this? And they're like, yeah, you're like that. And I'm like, Ugh. I can definitely, I can definitely, uh, you know, be sympathetic in that sense. Cause I'm, I'm very physical and like, but you yeah. need it though. I feel I like, yeah. I like, I like to be that way. <laughs> it sucks. Do, do, do you live, you live with your, uh, partner? Yeah, right. Well, due to quarantine and and pandemic, we were forced to move into each, but it's been going great. It's been going great. We kind of like, you know how everything was like fast paced, fast tracked because of pandemic. So yeah, we live together now. Yeah. So like, do you ever do that? I do this thing where you ever just like, just touch them just to touch them. (laughs) So one of my love languages, man, I don't know if you know about the love languages. Mine is one of mine is physical touch. So, What's yeah, lovely with this? Can you explain? Oh, shit. Fuck. I'm like the worst at this stuff because I'm like, I'm always high, so I forget everything. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's five love languages, right? I'm sure. And if I don't get it right, people are going to come for me. There's physical touch. There's like words of affirmation. There's um, gifts, hmm. like giving people gifts. Like that's one. Um, oh, my God. Physical touch, words of affirmation, uh, giving people like gifts. Um, and I can't think of the last two, but basically it's like, basically it's like telling people it's like, it's like your way of showing love and like also your way of receiving love, if that makes any sense. So if you're a physical person like me, one of your love languages might be physical touch. Cause like, I just, oh, quality time is another one. Quality time, quality time. And I, and the last one will probably come to me as I'm talking. Um, but if, if you like some people, like for me, I don't necessarily, I need to like, oh, an acts of service. Yes. I oh, got nice. it. I got it. I got all five acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, um, physical touch. And, uh, Wasn't oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The gift. So like, yeah. So for some people, 
you know, they want to hear, I love you. I love you. Like, or if, you know, that's like their way of showing like their love or in some people, like that's the way they like to receive love, you know? But I feel like for me, one of our, one of mine and one of my partners is, is physical touch. So yeah, we're just, we're just like that super cheesy couple that like, you know, eats at dinner and we like hold each other's hand the whole time. It's really corny and disgusting, but yeah, we're like that. So. I meant it more like in a weird way. So like what I'll do, <laughs> you're is- like not that deep Kim. <laughs> so like, uh, instead of like cuddling when I'm like asleep and I'm like laying there, I just like to like have put a hand on my wife to make sure she's like there. Do you, you hold do her that? butt too? Do you hold yeah. her butt when you sleep? Uh, occasionally, but more so like, <laughs> like legitimately just like, I just want to, the, the presence of another person feels good to me. Like, okay. so, you know, cause you know, you ever get like that anxiety and then you like touch somebody else and you're like, we're just oh. people. Right. Oh. And I feel like people need other people. Like for sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, like, when you said that, I was like, this motherfucker probably holds, holds his wife's butt when she sleeps. Kind of like my, because <laughs> that's what my, my, the old man, he'll sit there and just hold on my butt while we sleep. And I'm just like, okay, all right. But now then, my, but now our cat will come and, and, be, and like slide in between us and like try to nuzzle us and be, you know, be that like, no, I'm going to be in between you guys. So, do you know what I do do? It might be like a little too, uh, is, it, is there like a line boundaries for this podcast or can I talk about it? No. So like uh, my wife gets on my case about it, but I don't know what I do. I like to like hold my myself while I sleep. I don't know why. <laughs> Every man loves just, holding their shit. I mean, you just feel good. Like it's just like uh, I don't get it. <laughs> They're ah, safe. Balls, yay! <laughs> They're safe. Uh, we live another day, guys, and like you just fall asleep. Like, do you shave know. your balls, Matt? <laughs> do I? Uh, no, I do not. Uh, and they're hairy. God, I try to be honest. Trim and shave are a different thing. True, true. I mean, shaving's kind of weird. I think. Well, if you're prone to like breaking out on your balls, then don't shave them. I guess, but I have very them. sensitive skin. Ah, that's why you don't want those sebaceous cysts to come out on like some balls. <laughs> I don't even like shaving my face. I just cut it real short. I'm seeing the gray hairs. My partner has that too. I love it though. Like he started with one, and then as you know, we got you know two years in now. There's like a whole little mess of them because of the stress I give him. I live. If I shave, I don't have any in my head yet, really. So if I shave, I look like you can't see it. But then- oh, okay. I love yeah. I love gray though. I love when men start to get gray or white. It's so. I sad. like when girls. Uh, so like one of my like celebrity. You probably uh, you might not know who she is, but like one of the celebrity crushes. I guess you call that. I like Melissa Villasenor is like the coolest. Girl I love ever. her. And she has like a gray uh, streak in the middle of her hair when she doesn't dye it when she's like not doing SNL and stuff. And you so like she, you have a crush on her? Did you watch comedy? She's uh, so cool. Did you watch uh, uh, fuck Jerry Seinfeld show? I watched the I've, I've watched that show like millions of times like I just like will watch it over and over again it's so good and she's so funny and she's so yeah. cute I love her yeah. yeah yeah I just like everything she does her impressions are amazing Owen Wilson and stuff like so that. good she's my favorite and it's funny because that's actually my wife's maiden name what is, is it via senor I love it oh I love it. Via, I, I, via make, I love it. I make jokes because I took away her like beautiful <laughs> via senor and she's just a Torres now. Yeah, yeah. She's the one to do the whole like, the whole like, you know, hy- hyphenated with the last name. I mean, I guess, I guess we could change it, but we already Because then it. you could have that last name too, Matt. You could be a via senor. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> I, I, it's actually becoming a thing. I, I've known yeah. two guys, no, but it's even crazier. I know a guy who just legit took his wife's last name. 
That's so cool. I love you that. Make, but you, are you, gonna, you would do that to Ricardo Fuentes? You know, and this is something that I've wondered, because, you know, we, we do talk about, like, our future a lot. So, like, we're going to, you know, I'm going to fuck, he's not going nowhere. So, yeah, I mean, and with Kimberly S. Davis, that's, like, my stage name. And, like, you know, I want that to be, like, a name, like Taraji P. Henson. Like, I want that to be the name. So I wonder what I'm going to do when we, like, tie the knot, and it's going to be, like, what should, like, what, 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 uh, uh, what do I do? Like, do I do Kimberly S.? You know, Fuentes can really as Davis Fuentes. Like, that's fucking long and, like, unnecessary. So, like, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Have you joined a union yet? No, Matt. I am a non-union actor because I don't have enough credits from SAG to be SAG yet. So, yeah. So, when you join union, you could just be any name you want. So, you could just use okay. your real name. And then, legally, you could be, like, Got Kim you. Fuentes. But then your, Got like, you. stage name it could be, like... Kimberly that's, S. Davis. I like that because that's probably what's going to happen because I like love him and I don't want to be an asshole and like not take his name because that's not the case. It's just well, the name itself. Well, tons of know? famous people do that because they're just, they're just getting married but they need their right. name because they built that name already. Like, Okay, that makes sense. It makes yeah. sense. Unless you're like Kimberly Kardashian West where, of course, she's like, I can be a West. I she just wants to steal, like, uh, take both fames and put them together. Oh, for sure. She's like, what? I can have a black man's last name? What's if up? It was, if it was just a rich guy who wasn't famous, she wouldn't change her last name. No, she didn't. She got married. This is her third marriage, I think. Yeah, she's yeah, not the a, third marriage. <laughs> not, she wasn't Kimberly Humphrey or no, no, no way, no way. And we don't even know the guy, the first guy she married's last name. We don't even know who the fuck that was. Yeah, he was like another football player. I can't think of his last name either. Was he? He was a football player. The first. Yeah, guy? she she was married to a football player, and then Humphreys from uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I think. Right. And then, yeah. He gives me, like, that. the second guy, Humphreys, he gives me, like, dumb face. Like, he's just, like, Duh. Like, he just gives me, like, dumb. Doesn't he give you that vibe? <laughs> he, yeah, he looks like just like a puppet. Like, she just right. wanted an NBA, NBA player husband, and he was there. Right, he was there, and he was, like, tall, and, like, that was it. And he was just, like, I'm He's, like, like, the opposite of Kanye, because Kanye is just, like, exploding with, like, um, I don't even know what you would call it, like, creative, uh, like creativity and presence uh, existentialism oh. like yeah he's just all like she just i feel like i would have like i don't know a stutter after i left talking to Kanye. <laughs> he's just Dude, so deep did you watch the the david letterman next guest episode when he was on that shit don't wasn't that so uncomfortable he just man, he's you know how you're talking about like speaking it into like he's like just i'm gonna be a billionaire and he's just a billionaire like it's pretty crazy like you know, and I, res- I respect the fuck out of that because, like, I listen to, I love podcasts. I know you, and then I know Matt has, Matt has a podcast too, guys, and I'm, we're going to plug it at the end um, so you guys can listen to his podcast too. But I listen to Gary Vee. Do you know Gary Vee's podcast? Gary no. Vee. He's like this fucking one of those, he's like a Kanye West. Like, he's like one of those, like, I'm fucking amazing. I'm going to be a fucking billionaire. Da, 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 da. Oh, that, that little, he's like a little guy who talks real fast and, like, you guys need to go do this. And that guy? Maybe. Maybe he's, he's mostly inspirational. He's super inspirational. He built his brand off of like just telling people like you're gonna be the shit. You're gonna be fucking amazing. Da, da, da. But every, like he's very popular. Like he's a millionaire. I, do, I think I know what you're talking about. You have to like like celebrities. Like he just like he has celebrities on all the time on his podcast. Like he's like he looks like a little bird or something. He does look like a little bird. Yeah, yeah he's like him. but he's his story is like he came from from Russia or some shit. He was born there and he like moved here and then like was like. He's like, he's like, I started working when I was like 14 with my dad's, you know, liquor store, liquor store. And then I built myself up to this brand and like, 
super inspirational guy, but he has that presence where like, I'm just a fucking badass and like, you're just going to take it. Like, I'm just like, okay, yes, I will take it. So. And it, and it just works. It does. It does. I, I think people can sense energy. You was, what was that? I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. I'm, wine. I'm drinking wine. I'm really sorry, Matt. I'm like. I need to tap into the energy. I don't know. Sometimes it's hard. It even works with actors and comedians. Like, you know, like, you'll meet an actor or comedian and they're not that great, but they're just so sure of themselves that they're going to go and then they go and you're like, wow. So you don't want to hate on them, but at the same time, you're like, I just need that confidence they have. Do you feel like you're going to make it, Matt? Do you feel like Yes. Me too. I feel, you know, I feel that from you. I feel that from you. I mean, if you don't feel like that, you shouldn't be doing. (laughs) True. Very true. Like, I've always said, like, I don't know what the fuck, like I'm broke as fuck now, like broke as fucking shit. But it's like, I always feel like for some reason I'm going to be broke as fuck for a long time, right? We're going to be broke for a while. And then all of a sudden it's going to switch and I'm going to come up on a lot of money, like a lot of it. And I don't even know where it's going to fucking come from, but then it's just going to like, we're going to go from being poor to being wealthy. And I don't know why. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like I just have that instilled in me. And I just still don't even know the process of how to get there. But I'm like a super spiritual person. And I believe in like the universe and God and like putting it out there for the universe. And so I'm like speaking it into existence. Like, and the thing is like, I don't really want money. I want like financial freedom or like, is that make a thing? Is that like just the freedom to like- Or just freedom in general. Yeah, money is freedom. Yes, absolutely. Because I don't want to be that stingy. I don't want to be a Kardashian. Like that's a lot of fucking pressure. To be that rich and famous, like, that's too much. No, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, I always would tell people, like, if I ever got something huge where it would be, like, in the millions of dollars, I feel like that would take away a lot of drive. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because, no. like, so now I'll do, like, anything. But if I had, like, $10 million, right? Yeah. I would just be, like, I mean, I would still want to do stuff, but I wouldn't do anything. I would just do, like. What would you do? I was like, I want to make a movie. And like, okay. Okay. You want to direct and okay. But I, I, I don't want to do anything else. <laughs> like nothing else. If someone 100%. was like, yeah, if somebody was like, oh, you want to do like uh, this special? And I'm like, I'm done with that small shit. <laughs> I want to do this. Like, I live. I love it. And since you said it on this podcast, it's going to happen, Matt. It's going to fucking happen. I, can I literally like if I get money and I've always been this is so fucking stupid because it's like girl why are you scared of this I've always been scared to win the lottery and win a lot of money like a lot of it like, no because like well, okay this is come on how are you gonna like if you come up and you win the lottery and you win say a hundred million dollars or something right you have to say goodbye to all of your fucking friends and family because then again they're gonna be like knocking at your door right and be like Hey, you know, like I always had this, this thought, like I always felt like you're going to have to find a whole new crew of friends and family to like, because like you need rich friends that, you know, cause otherwise then you're going to be that rich girl that's friends with everybody else. Like that's friends with like, you know, all your broke friends. <laughs> it's like, you know, is that weird? Is that weird? It's fucking weird. Right. No, they say that's a big problem. Like a majority of millionaires, like their family will bring them down and they'll like, yeah, become poor. I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel like my family's like ghetto enough where I could just be like, no, I'm not giving you anything. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. It's like, but come on, man. You know you have money. You're like, nah, I don't want to give it to you. I'm like, I'll probably lie. I'll just be like, nah, I spent it. I live. I spent, I, I spent all that movie I made. <laughs> you know what? Fuck yeah. You know, and for me, it would be traveling. I would travel the fucking world and I'd record it and I'd just make you that. You travel a lot. I, I hate to be taking you off topic, but man, you travel like a lot. How I many countries it. have you been to? 
34 and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I've been to like it. six countries in my whole life. That's really? Like, and like, I'm like, I feel like super like proud of that. And then you're just <laughs> times a million over there. Well, mind you, like when I'm, when I do go like say to like Asia or whatever, and like, there's all these little countries that are like next to each other. That's like, for me, I'm like, yes, I'm going to fucking like hit up all these countries next door to each other. That way I can like get more fucking, you know, stamps on my passport and get more like countries under my belt. So that's kind of how I see things. That's still um, pretty cool though. Like I would do that. That's awesome. And I, dude, I'm, I, I can't wait till we can do this again with COVID. Like I'm just like waiting. I'm just like, fuck, like when can we go? And like, I miss it. It's, I'm, I'm it just makes you here. appreciate all the things you couldn't do before. I Absolutely. mean, you could do before and you're like, why did I do this? Like I could have just yeah. did this. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, I feel like, and then like I'm just like very against like the patriarchy and like capitalism and stuff because I'm like you know, like I'm just like fuck that. I'm not gonna like you know get a nine to five. I'm gonna fucking you know hustle and work hard and do a bunch of gig work so I can travel the world and like do it whenever I want. Like that's just kind of like how. I what think. other country would you live in if you hate capitalism? I've lived in Australia before and I loved living in Australia, but I would also I can live in Spain. Spain is amazing. I would live in Barcelona. Barcelona is amazing. The food is great. The lifestyle is wonderful. They take naps in the middle of the day. Like that's like the culture. I love it. Um, you make yeah. my answer seem boring. I was going to say Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to live in like America light. I just want America with like with a little less oppression and stuff. That'd be dope. Amen. That's healthcare. not a bad answer at all. It's just I just cold. want like really good healthcare. You ever like have something wrong with you and you're like, man, if I was rich, I would go figure out what this problem is. <laughs> Listen, okay, isn't that fucked up? And the thing is, as 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 much as we're looked up to from the like everybody else, like all the other countries, we have the shittiest fucking healthcare out of every fucking country. Like shitty, you know? Like they don't give a f- like. It sucks. Like go to go to Europe, they have like free healthcare. Go to Australia, they have free healthcare. It's like what? We don't and have. I, that. I just think like. One of my plans is, like, I just got to get healthy yeah. <laughs> so that I don't have to use it. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to hope that, like, my age coincides with the progress of our country. So, like, by the time I reach those years where I need a lot of health care, yeah. hopefully we fixed it or something. Because if Let's not, just, I don't know. We could go to Canada. Canada says they want us as immigrants. Uh, I would be. I, I've been to Toronto and I've been, to, no, I've been to Toronto. I think that's the only place I've been to in Canada. And it, it, the only thing, I loved it. It gave me Melbourne vibes. Like it gave me Melbourne, Australia vibes when I was in Toronto. The only thing was it's just fucking cold. It's just fucking cold. And I don't know if I can deal with the cold. I could deal with the cold if I could get like free cancer surgery. And stuff. <laughs> well, that, mm, maybe that might be the case. You know what? True. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I, I think they're, like, what, their prime minister's, like, dope, and he's, like, this, like, super woke, like, yeah. advocate for gay people and all sorts of shit. I'm like, our fucking president's a Cheeto and a piece of shit and a baby, and he won't get out of the fucking office because he lost, and he's, like, too chicken shit to get out. Like, I can't. How do you feel about Biden? I mean, I'm more excited about Kamala, <laughs> you well, know? Kamala's going to probably, I mean, um... Right. If, you listen, nope. if you're if you're listening and you watch this far in the podcast, I assume you're either me or Kim's close friend. I mean, I feel like I feel like Kamala's gonna end up being our president. You know, I hope. I don't want to say it because yeah, yeah, I, right? yeah. I don't want to say it, Matt, because I'm just like, oh, that's not that's kind of problematic. But um, that, that's why I gave the disclaimer because yeah. we can't like uh, we can't it, uh, wish any ill will on our no, president. But I mean, st- statistically, he's going right. to be 82 or whatever when he gets out or something like that. Yeah. So like, 
I mean, she seems like she'd be a dope president. Uh, yeah. Would she be pres- President Madam Harris or whatever? Yeah, that'd be Something crazy. Like that. Yo, to, to live, for me to live in a time where like I had a father that went through segregation and couldn't drink from a fucking water fountain that said whites only to having a fucking black woman president, I would be like, let me die in peace. Like, I would love that. Love it. Love it. I, I really like all the political part of it, but it's actually way more selfish why I like it. Because I feel like, so me and her would fit into a similar category. So I feel like her, we have like interests. So the stuff I want will probably happen. That's why I want it. Because yeah. I feel like me and a billionaire don't have any of the same interests. <laughs> so he, he doesn't Shit. care. Yeah. But I feel like Kamala, if she's just like, oh, I'm going to fix the inner city. I'm going to fix this. Like, that's all stuff that's going to, especially if I have kids or something. You said like the very practical and very rational response. I'm over here like she's black and she's you know Asian. I mean, don't get me wrong. (laughs) If there is a a Mexican Guatemalan Irish guy president, I'm like, yeah, get him. (laughs) Yeah, get him. (laughs) Go get it. (laughs) For sure. He's like super American. I'm like, get him, Mike. Mike Lopez. Hey, Mike Lopez. Yes. Or Ricardo Fuentes. I'd vote for him. Yes. Ricardo for my producers in the building. Shout out Ricardo. Yeah. I think yes. he can start running for president at like 42 or 45 or something. So he's close. He could, he could run. Yeah, that's true. Ooh. Oh my God. He, he would be like, Anyways. all right, everyone, we're shutting down. We're going to smoke weed right now. Fuck out of here. We'd have to delete all these podcasts. We would. Because <laughs> he's a producer. Like- no way. There's no way. I'd be like, oop. They're like, Mr. President, uh, we saw your wife was wishing that Biden. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'm like, that was all her. I was like, ah. No, no, was, we are not speaking ill will on the motherfucking president <laughs> elect, okay? <laughs> Don't shut me down. I just started this shit. <laughs> You're already canceled. We still need to make it. So please don't come for us. Um, okay, so you already mentioned, it's, it's so funny, Matt, because we've been kind of like going very like casually talking, but we've actually kind of hit the fucking questions that I had in here without even knowing it. So that's fucking lit. It's great. Let's just shout out to us with that. Cause that's fucking dope. And, and if you're I- watching this and you never met Kim or myself, it's just for us, this was kind of like a little reunion of like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we met each other in our prime twenties time and yeah. now we're kind of, we both matured. So we're both like at that next little older, a little wise, a little less ignorant, especially True. me. I used to be more ignorant when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I feel like me too. I would, like, if there was like, if Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff was as popular when we were kids, I'd be canceled already. <laughs> <laughs> all the shit that you said? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just man. Think about it, man. All the yeah. stuff we said out loud, if it was on words on, online, I'd be like, oh, the scared, Canceled sad. culture. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel mean, bad for these little youngins. I do too. You know what? Like, it's real as fuck. Like, we, we've experienced blockbuster you know, like we've experienced MP3 players, like, you know what I'm dial saying? Up like, internet. Dial up internet, the struggles, you know, like. You know how hard it would have been to send someone a nude back in the day? You'd have to like <laughs> take a picture. How would you even do it? You'd probably. Email? You'd no, have, you can't even do that. <laughs> you'd have to take a picture and then like maybe scan it. And then they would have to like, because uh, before with pictures, you couldn't just open them how you do now. So yeah. we would have to like download them. It would be oh, a huge ordeal. And then you get the email and then it's just like slowly loading and then you see half the titty and then you see the whole Dude, titty. And then- you know what you probably <laughs> forgot about, but I remember because I was talking about it. Do you remember how to look up a website before Google? Because Google only came in 2006. You're, you're right. No. 
I don't so want to look up shit. What you had to do is you had to know the exact website that you had to like uh, have got it from somewhere. So you had to type it in exactly. So what people used to do is, so if you want to look up porn, right? So this is, so this is how like porno uh, websites became so like rich. Cause they, in order to own the website, you would have to put what people would guess. So if you're looking for oh. porn, you would go to www.titties.com <laughs> and just hope, hope it was porn. So the guy who owned that, if it was like one of the most top popular ones, he became super rich because people wanted that name. Stop. I had no so fucking could, idea. Yeah. So you could keep selling it and selling it. Yeah. So like, unless you actually memorize, cause it was really, I mean, those, the addresses are easy now cause you just Google them, but they're hard yeah. for like, you had to know one or someone would come and tell you like, you, you should go to this and they'd have to write it down. Like go to www.meatholes.com. <laughs> that was a real one. Yeah. Meat holes. Oh Lord. The guy, you are already slipping into like the next segments into Medicaid, masturbate and Medicaid. Like, Oh man. Oh, here right. We go. Hold on. I did have one thing that I'm super curious about. Cause I don't think I've ever asked you. And this is my last question to you before we move on to the next segment. Uh, you moved to from Chicago. So you're in Chicago now. We're both in Chicago, but you moved from Chicago to LA and then you moved back to Chicago. Now tell me your experience with that. How, why did you do that? Um, I don't I think I have a, a good reason. So I lived in LA for like two years. Um, I just like, so I really love LA. LA would probably be one of like, I don't, it would be like a second home to me. Like I know everyone, uh, a lot of people there and like the streets and stuff, but I'm just like a Chicago person. I, uh, it, it's actually a weird dynamic. Like I, I would probably live in LA again if there's some good opportunity, but LA people and Chicago people are just so different. And really? uh, it was just weird to me. So like, if I could give you an example is like a lot of times, um, have you ever heard like, I'm, well, you travel a lot. You ever heard like people will say that Midwestern people are stereotypically too nice. Yes. I've heard so, some people. Yeah. I'd say that. Uh-huh. It was so extreme that women would think I was hitting on them, but I was just oh. being, being like uh, super polite. Women would think I was hitting on them, but I was just being super polite. Like if oh. I held the do- I held the door open for a girl one time, and she told me like no thanks. <laughs> okay, I like, like I was like, wow. No. You know what? And yeah. you're not like I had a girl. I had a friend. Shout out to Joy. She's going to be on the podcast probably soon. Uh, she moved from Chicago to LA, and she told me she in the beginning she was having a really hard time with adjusting. Cause she told me, she's like, I don't fucking like it here. Da, 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 da. Like she was planning to move to a different city. Cause she was like, she's still there now. So I'm, I'm assuming she adjusted, but yeah, I have it. That's not the first time I've heard it. So yeah. that I makes mean, me scared though. Cause I'm like, time. I eventually want to move out there, but I'm like, fuck, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I would do it again. Uh, it's, it'd be different now, especially cause uh, I was a lot younger. I think I was 26. So I feel like now that you're older, you kind of, you could easily function without other people, I guess. So like, okay. I would say like, uh, Ricardo, like if you brought Ricardo with you and like, you guys would just have, you could do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. And fuck, fuck everybody else. Like, yeah. Or just yeah. like, uh, there's actually a lot of Chicago people there. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. I heard like, a lot of people in Chicago moving to Colorado and Denver and stuff. And I'm just like, man, I well, a, a really crazy here. thing is a lot of LA people are just moving to random places. Like really? Utah. You, uh, like Kanye is, uh, yeah what does he live now Wyoming yeah uh, um, Joe Rogan lives in Texas yes like, he lives in Austin yeah yeah well even even now with a podcast like this we could do this anywhere like we can do it anywhere yeah very true, very true. you could even be in like somewhere disgusting like Gary Indiana <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, Gary, Indiana. Speaking of Indiana, fuck Indiana because they're racist as fuck out there. So, anyways, uh, I just never liked y'all. Indiana as a, as a, as a kid. I hated. I've always hated Indiana. They're oh like the God. the worst state in the union. Ugh. Bad, like is, I don't know if they're like kind of like as bad as Florida, but Florida's pretty bad too. But man, if we have a civil war, we should give them to the south. Oh yeah, they can take it. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, I know, right? They're yeah. very southern, even though they're right next to us. It's like, hmm, how did this happen? Like, or you'll see Confederate flags over there, and I'm like, you're true. Indiana. Like, you're in Indiana. you don't know where you're Indiana. I had a super racist thing happen to me when I was filming. I filmed this like, like low budget like series, and we filmed in Hobart, Indiana, and the, it was like at a gym, and the gym owner straight up like would not let me fucking like touch them, touch the like equipment. And I was like, he's like, no, you can't use, you can't use it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like everybody, like all of everybody else there was using it. It just was me. And I was like the only black person there. He was oh, like, no, you, you can't. And I straight up was so pissed. But then like the producer and the, like the director were like, no, 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 Kim, please. You know, we need to use this gym. You know, we need, we need it for this show. Like, please be nice to them. I'm like, this motherfucker racist as fuck. And you just gonna let him be racist. All right, whatever. Like, fuck you. So yeah. You ever have someone so racist? It's like shocking. Yeah, that that was it was a while because I've been living in my little bubble of Chicago for a little bit. And like I wasn't experiencing racism like on that level all the time. So like when that happened in Hobart, I was like, damn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it used to be weird. Like, I mean, and like, uh, I don't know how you were, but like, I feel like when we were younger too, people, uh, especially when you had like mixed groups, you had like black guys and white guys and Latino guys. We'd all make jokes that would be inappropriate today. Right. So then. You would think, oh, that's racism. But then when you experience like a real racism where like someone hated you, you're like, ooh, like that's some real racism you it got hits there. hits you, right? You're like, ah, yeah. shit. Because you're used to that soft city racism where you, yeah. you're, you're saying inappropriate things with people and like you should like, I mean, stuff you can't say anymore, but just stuff. And yeah. now like when someone's actually like, oh, they don't want me here. Like, oh, yeah. this is yeah, like up. That little like like that tiptoeing around being racist, but they like the microaggressions of like, just being yeah. like shitty as a person. But then yeah, to have it be like shot, like in your, face. In your face. Wow. You're just like, damn. Whew, that's yeah. So like cool. even, even, I mean, I don't want to get all off topic and political, but even with like current everything, how it is now when people yeah. are just straight up, don't like tiptoe around it. Like, I don't want Mexicans to do that. And you're like Mexicans. Right. <laughs> like, that's a huge right. group of people. You just said a huge like, group that is like built, like literally this is, Mexicans land. Let's just talk yeah, about that. Like that's pretty, what? That's pretty weird. I don't know, but out of here. This... But it's made me self uh, examine myself. Stuff that like we, I would jokingly say, or like me and my friends would say. I, I just don't do it anymore, just because I feel like then that feeds like other stereotypes. True, true. Because I used to make jokes about everybody, like even Puerto Ricans, Mexicans. I mean, we just all used to joking. I mean, you know, yeah. Like we just saw, we just saw a kid like that. Yeah. But now it's like, man, uh, we shouldn't kid because then some people are going to be like. Let's go with it. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what, Matt? Like, you know, I have my small girls group that, you know, and you know all of them. Like, they're all mainly Hispanic, you know? They're all Mexican or Puerto Rican, but they're all Hispanic. And I would always be, like, the only, like, black girl. You know, I'm not Hispanic. So, and during this pandemic, we actually had a really beautiful, like, heart-to-heart. Like, our group chat that we had, we actually got really, op- we got really open and honest. And it was, like, really refreshing because I got to, like, I got like extra love from that community, from like my community of like friends, but like they got to like be more understanding of how like it is. And it's like, 
you know, because all the little microaggressions and all, you know, and you know how it is. You know what I'm saying? Like I've experienced racism from Mexicans, like straight up racism from Mexicans. Like, I dated this guy in like, when I was in like beginning of college and his, his mom and dad, they were Mexican as fuck. Didn't speak English. Like hated me for no reason. Cause I was black. Hated me, you know? And so it was really nice and refreshing because I got to kind of like talk to them in the, in the sense of like, and be more on a, like a level playing field. Whereas in the past, I didn't feel comfortable, like bringing up these issues and addressing certain things. So I kind of liked that. Like, I really appreciated that the pandemic and like the whole George Floyd movement, like really kind of pushed these conversations. Like I, I have a sister-in-law that's Italian and I told her stories of racism and she was just like fucking like floored. She's like, whoa, you know? And like, she was like, I want to learn more. She's like, she has a half Asian baby, you know, a half Italian, half Asian baby. She's like, I want to learn this. Like, and I want you to teach my daughter this, my niece. And I was like, thank you. Like I cried. I was so moved. I was like, this is amazing. Like it was great. So yeah. Yeah. I would like Joe, uh, you know, Sedano probably, right? Yeah. I love him. I was, I was like joking around with him. Like, um, so, I mean, just being honest, like, I mean, the whole thing we were just talking about, we all used to make, like, uh, racial jokes with each other. We thought it was cool. And, like, sometimes, like, you know, back and forth, we'd, like, even, like, roast each other. And we thought it was funny. But now, like, even, like, voting Republican has a whole different, like, meaning to it. And then, like, right. so before it used to be for Ted. Now it's, like, it, you're, like, almost drawing the line. So, like, uh, my nephew's black and, like, my stepdad's black. So, like, I, I feel like I had to come to a point where, like, I mean, you have to grow up <laughs> and like, yeah, like true. so cause, cause even like now, like stuff that I would have kid about 10 years ago, uh, if my little nephew heard, I'd feel like a piece of shit. Like, so right. it's just, like, yeah. So even then, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I can still make fun of Puerto Ricans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I got a Puerto Rican right over here. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like Ricardo would be a good sport. <laughs> True. He's like the yeah. whitest Puerto Rican too. He's so funny. I love him. <laughs> Puerto Ricans and Mexicans are like uh, these weird like cousins that hate each other. <laughs> True. It's like Americans and Canadians. Jokes. It's like yeah. Americans and Canadians. We always make fun of Canadians, but yet we low-key want to move there and have their lives. So Well, I would always tell yeah. that when Puerto Ricans and Mexicans will talk like trash about each other. I'm like, you know, anyone who's not Mexican and Puerto Rican, you guys look like the same people. <laughs> True. They're like, like, fuck all you Mexicans. And then you're all Mexicans, yeah. right? Like, yeah. fuck all you Mexicans. Like, right. True. So you think when, uh, you know, if they ever got to do their roundup of the Mexicans, they'd get some Puerto Ricans in there. <laughs> <They'd be tough. laughs> yeah. We're going to kill all of you guys. Like, fuck it. We don't care. Like some Puerto Ricans are real Puerto Rican, but some Mex- Puerto Ricans look real Mexican. So you never know. Like Very true. Very true. Even your group. Like you can't tell who's who in your group. No, no. I mean, well, yeah, we have Costa Rican, we have Puerto Rican, we have, well, Mexican. Senia is like you. Senia's a mutt. Senia has like Irish, uh, Puerto Rican and Mexican in her. So yeah, I feel like when people are a mutt, they they look more like Puerto Ricans. True, because that's what Puerto Ricans are. Puerto Ricans yeah. are a mix of everything. Yeah. That's why I always fucks with Puerto Ricans. Like I never felt any sort of like racism against Puerto Ricans because I always looked Puerto Rican. So um, like my partner literally or, was like, I thought Dominican. you were Puerto Rican. Have you ever yeah. gotten Dominican? I've yeah. gotten Dominican. I've gotten Puerto Rican. I've gotten Cuban. I'm like yeah, Haitian. I've got yeah, I've got. I don't feel. Both sides, I don't fit in. Like the Puerto Ricans, I always think I'm Mexican, and Mexicans, like, I always think I'm Puerto Rican. So really? I, I think I just barely don't look like a Mexican enough to be with a Mexican. I'm like uh-huh. Selena. <laughs> <laughs> we're not Mexican enough for the Mexicans, and yeah. we're not American enough for the Americans. So I don't, <laughs> Shout out to your t shirt that you're wearing. Yes. Oh, Selena. Selena. Yes. Love when it. I bought this, this at the a, store. I love that shirt. I like want it. It's sickening. I love that shirt. I don't. 
I had the other ones, but I like I tried to like, get like the rare ones when I see it. Like, oh, okay. I have a ramen shirt on because I love ramen, Japanese ramen. Shout out to Japanese ramen. I think this is actually a woman's shirt. <laughs> it probably is because I want to wear it. But it's it doesn't bother me. I love it. My, I love it. My shoulders fit in here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, this works. This Matt, works. you're awesome. I, I seriously can talk to you like all fucking night, but it's like already getting close. We to just stopped talking about the podcast. I'm like, so what are you eating for dinner? I know, right? <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, let's like, so I pretty much, you answered all the questions that I had to answer. We just kind of did them in a very like lax and very like conversational way. So I appreciate that. Um, but we're going to move on to the next segment because, you know, we're going to get shut down soon. So uh, before, right. we, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. And we are back. So we're going to move on to the meditate, masturbate, and meditate segment. Matt, what do you choose? Medicate, masturbate, or wait, medicate, masturbate, or meditate? Yeah. Uh, I've tried tried a little bit of meditating, but I'm not too big into that. Uh, (laughs) Uh, medicating is kind of hard, I guess. Alcohol and marijuana. Uh, probably masturbate is probably. Yes, masturbate. Well, we already dived a little bit in. You kind of schooled us on the way porn used to work back in the days when we didn't have the internet. So thanks for that, the little tidbit. Um, so yeah, masturbating is like essential in life. Um, you're a man, you're married. I have a partner. This is super uncomfortable for us to talk about with each other, but let's work. Let's do it anyways. Uh, what are your masturbating to, you know, what do you, what do you do? Like, what do you like to do when you're masturbating? Do you, do you light a candle mat? Do you like get in the shower? Is it real sexy? I think it's like uh, really uh, utilitarian. If that's the, the correct word, I'm, uh, it's like an insulin shot or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need to like, so I can keep going. I, I, I oh my god it. so it's like it's like a chore it's like yeah you gotta get it done. more people should be like that uh <laughs> like some people are ashamed about it but i feel like you just got to get it done like so then you function better right i feel like okay. you get all that you get that little bit of serotonin going on for the day and you're just like you sleep better you can sleep I on your like, stomach i feel like men it's like more essential for men. Like you guys need to like get that nut off so you can get the day started. That's like always yeah. been a thing. I feel like for men, whereas women, like we like to like set a mood or that's if women are admitting like that they actually do it. Cause like, you know, some women don't. That is, that's sad. That's sad. I that, know. Uh, society has repressed women so much that they lie about it. Yeah. Men, men used to lie about it in the nineties. Remember that? No, really? Oh yeah, so uh, I, don't, I hate to bring up Sedano twice, but uh, <laughs> shout out to you, when, Sedano. When we were in high school, some kids are like talking about masturbating. I'm like, oh yeah, I masturbate all the time, and they're like, what? Everyone just started making fun of me, and I was like, you guys are all lying, and they're yeah. like, no, like, everybody. Uh, well, I don't think Sedano uh, Sedano didn't say anything, but everybody was just like, no, we'll never do that. That's gross. Like you're a pervert. And well, was, how like, old were you, Matt? Were you like ten and like admitting uh, that you touch yourself? <laughs> like around thirteen or fourteen. So really young. I feel like that's um, like a young like kids, kids like that. Kids now admit it more. True. Well, let's just be real. 14-year-olds are getting like surgeries that look like fucking Kardashians now. Come on. Like I feel I like mean, the internet's changed everything. Like there is no fucking like childhood. I feel so bad for these kids. I feel so bad. Yeah, because like uh we would I, I know people would say like you feel bad for them, but sometimes in some ways like I feel like it evens out. Like everything they have that's like better, sometimes it hurts them and sometimes it's like beneficial. Like if you talk to little kids now, they know so much. It's crazy. So like I feel like 
I remember being so gullible. Remember, like, people would make up stuff and, like, about even about, like, sex or whatever, and you would just believe it because you never, you couldn't look it up. So, Very like, true. Very true. You couldn't yeah, Google it back then. You couldn't just, you know, Google. Yeah, because I remember, I, I mean, I'm not going to, well, these people, I don't even know if they're alive anymore, but, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> some of my friends, I remember when we were little kids, we were, like, talking about, they're like, oh, did you do it with a girl yet? And I was like, no. And she's, they're like, I banged, like, 12 girls already. But I remember, oh, like. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, wow. Like, in my head, like, man, I, <laughs> I, I, need, I need to bang 12 girls. And then uh, now that I'm older, I'm like, that little kid was lying to me. <laughs> fucker he was lying to me like wait, no let me, go ch- let me check his instagram real quick let me see if he is slaying these bitches now like yeah nowadays like yeah. there's receipts people can like Show literally find out shit yeah so like there i think we were like 12 or something there's no way he banged that many like there's no way what the fuck who the fuck is this kid 12 i mean yeah i mean maybe <laughs> or that or he was the coolest kid and i'm really doubting him i don't know you're like, he was getting mad pussy back in the day. <laughs> How is he doing it? <laughs> yeah, you're like, teach me your ways. Yeah, no, I feel like, and you know, I, I obviously with everyone being home, I mean, shit, we saw that one guy, uh, fuck, I forgot the name of it. Did you see that whole story about that one guy that got caught jerking off at the corporate, like, Zoom meeting or some shit? Did you see that? No. Oh my God, it was on no. Jesus and Merrill. Do you like Jesus and Merrill? Have you, are you familiar with Jesus and Merrill? No, but I want to see this video. This sounds hilarious. Oh my God, Matt, like... Yeah, it, I forgot the name of the dude, but he was, it's like this big corporate dude and it went viral. Like if you Google it, if you, the, the articles are out there and he, I guess he thought that the zoom camera wasn't on him or it was off or so, whatever, but he's just started jerking it off in the middle of a zoom meeting and they were all like, yo, chill. Like, so yeah, he had it. So he had to, you know, get that insulin shot, so to speak. Uh, that's crazy <laughs> and he had to do it then because it was really dire i guess like the fuck like i mean i don't know the level of the levels of comfort that we feel now in our own spaces because i guess we're all just in our own homes all the time you know in a sense so uh but that guy i was like okay yeah he's fired so yeah you can't that's crazy <laughs> he had to just get one he just had to get a nut off real quick you know well in the future they probably won't fire him because then we'll be more understanding it'll be like right uh, they're like oh it's okay oh yeah. he's having his time let's mute him <laughs> Right, they turn off their cameras. They don't even yeah. like, yeah. They like respect his quiet, his like privacy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be Nowadays, great. I hope he, I hope he didn't lose his job. I think, I think he did. I, I'm, oh. I, I don't know. I'm so like, I don't know the name because I, I just, I watched it on Jesus and Merle and it was on Showtime and like, and I've heard the story. Like, it went viral for it was on the Shade Room or something. But it was, I was like, yo, dude, is it that serious? Do you need to bust a nut right now on the Zoom? Maybe. Maybe he got off on the fact that, like, people were watching him, though. Maybe that was I think it. he just didn't know, and he thought he, like, turned his screen off or something. But, like, yeah, but then it's, like, you're just sitting there. It's, like, get up and go to the bathroom, you know? But, oh, excuse yourself. <laughs> like, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And then just go and, like, relieve yourself in the bathroom. Like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> Matt's got his lotion, if you guys are watching on YouTube. This is about to be the most popular... <laughs> episode of your podcast yes i love it. this is actually very unsexy lotion this is for rough and bumpy skin oh yeah that's not sexy sarah v i'd never even heard of that the fuck? It's, it's a it's a medicated i get dry hands ah, <laughs> okay well it is winter that's time, that, so yeah that's that old man thing right there that old man that old man thing he's matt's got a chapped off. penis so he's got to have that extra <laughs> like on the little lips like a person <laughs> you're just like all right yeah i got it 
I can't. I can't. We are like, we, that was great. I think that was enough for the masturbate segment because you are hilarious, Matt. I seriously oh, loved chatting with you. Thank you so much for that. Um, and I want to move it on to the quote of the day. So I chose this because I think you would appreciate this too because it kind of like pertains to me and you and our career and like where we're going in our future and all that stuff. So here's the quote of the day. Uh, every dream... Every great dream begins with the dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach the stars to change the world. And that's by Harriet motherfucking Tubman. Shout out to her. Because she is, you know, the dreamer bitch of, I mean, she fucking, you know, saved us black people. So, you know. (laughs) But yeah, I figured, you know, we're dreamers. We're not only dreamers, but we're speaking it into existence. I figured that would be very cohesive to kind of me and you. That was very inspirational. Right? I'm trying to inspire these people. I'm trying to inspire, you know, us. Um, Matt, you were fucking so great. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks. You too. You're awesome. I really appreciate it. So, like, tell the people how they can find you, because I'm sure everyone's going to want to find you. Uh, when, when Pam puts this podcast up wherever, I mean, you could just, I'm one of her friends or whatever, but if you want to look up my, my podcast is on Apple iTunes and all that stuff. I've done like a million episodes of it. It's the 15 minute break. And then it's also on YouTube. I have like some weird, like they're really weird, like video interviews. And like, I mean, I've challenged somebody to like a race on a skateboard while we ate pizza and like a bunch of weird stuff like that. Oh, I like that. But I mean, if you just follow Kim on there, uh, you just look for my thing and then we could do the thing. But I will put all of this in the show notes so you guys can follow him through that too. And then what's your Instagram? Uh, Twitter. Matt T0621. And then if, uh, that's like a, a Marine, whatever, but if, or you can just follow me through Kim. I'm probably one of the few Matt's. So like, that'd be easy. Or there's probably a lot of Matt's, isn't there? Probably a lot of maths. Yeah. I don't I have no idea. I don't even know who the fuck I don't really go through my followers like that. But no, I mean, yeah, we people need to find you. So I will put all of your tags and I will put all this yeah. in the show notes and then your Twitter and everything like that. So we, people can find you. Again, Matt, you were so funny. You're amazing. I would love to have you back one day because it was really good time chatting with you. And thank you just you for too. your, you know, thank you for your just your clean and transparency and just kind of like just shitting and talking and you know, not shitting. Oh my God. I am drunk. I've drank. That's good. Wine. I have my sleepy time tea, so I'll be asleep. Oh my God. Yes. I'm going to drink that after that. I usually have tea. I, mean, I usually have tea. I just, I don't know why. I think I was just trying to get like funny for you. Cause I know you're going to be funny too. It's just one but- of those days. Just one of those days, you know, but you guys keep a lookout for Matt Torres. Cause honestly, I can, he's so funny. I can see him, you know, being, like I said, in a movie soon. And if we both win, you know, the lottery, we're both going to, you know, make our own movie. So yeah. yeah, right. Keep that in mind. So yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us today and I will see you guys next week. Say bye, Matt. Bye guys. Bye Ricardo. See you later. <laughs> Say bye. Bye producer Rick. Thank you guys. All right. I'll have a, have a good day. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. Well, shoot the damn dog.